0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us. I, too, have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, And news of him spread about the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, This scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus. In 18th century Germany, a woman named Maria faced a problem pregnancy. She had given birth to eight other children. Three of them died from birth defects. All of her children were deaf, blind, mentally challenged, or both. And Maria herself had syphilis. Her husband was a musician, too fond of drinking. Now, had Maria lived in this century, in this country, her friends and her doctor could have encouraged her to have an abortion. Today's sophisticated medical testing could have suggested terminating her ninth pregnancy, but she didn't. Maria carried her ninth pregnancy Two full term. Maria named her ninth child Ludwig, Ludwig von Beethoven. Beethoven, one of the greatest musical composers the world has ever known. Human life has no price tag, human life is the highest value. The church consistently teaches that human life, fashioned in God's own image, is sacred. In the Gospels, particularly Luke's Gospel, we find our Lord spending time building up human life. Christ affirmed the value of human beings made in the likeness of God. And yet today, we live in times when we witness unlimited attacks on human life, wars on every continent, senseless shootings in schools increasing violence in our own city. But the ultimate attack on human life is abortion. Abortion, the killing of defenseless pre-born life. Abortion is an attack on life itself. A pre-born infant is killed, not because he or she is an enemy, a member of some gang or minority or just an all-around troublemaker, the unborn infinite is eliminated just because he or she is alive. If human life causes one inconvenience, then society, even our own United States government, devises ways to get rid of it. 49 years ago, this weekend, the highest court in the land legislated in support of killing innocents, legalized Abortion. No Supreme Court is above the supreme law, God's law. At the end of his term, President Dwight D. Eisenhower said he regretted two mistakes that he made during his administration. Eisenhower said, and now both of them are sitting on the Supreme Court. No human law is above the law of the supreme lawgiver. God. Human life is priceless. God is the Lord of life. God-given rights cannot be legislated. Attempts to legislate against God's law are ridiculous. Now people will argue that abortion is a right. About 160 years ago, abortion was not the issue. Slavery, slavery was the hot topic. In a debate with Abraham Lincoln, Stephen Douglas defended his pro slavery position, and he took the same approach abortion rights activists take today. Stephen Douglas said I am not now speaking of rights or excuse me, I am now speaking of rights under the Constitution, and not of moral or religious beliefs. I do not discuss the morals of the people. Fl- Favoring slavery, it's for them to decide, therefore, the moral and religious right of the slavery question for themselves. So Douglass felt that slavery is none of the government's business. Owning slaves was a right, according to the way one believed. Now imagine how that rhetoric would fly today. Replace the word slavery with abortion. And then we have what Planned Parenthood or pro-choice politicians are saying. We instinctively know slavery is intrinsically evil. So is abortion. There is absolutely no situation that makes slavery or abortion acceptable. Intrinsic evil is self-evident, a no-brainer. Our own Declaration of Independence says We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Inalienable rights, unchallengeable rights. The first one is life, the right to life. God's law also has life as the top priority. Catholics must stand strong. The Catholic Church is pro-life. And to many, we are the last enemy in the pro-choice movement. If we are who we say we are, we have no choice. On Friday, thousands of people marched for life in Washington, D.C. The theme of this year's march was Equality Begins in the Womb. You won't see much about that in the media. Like the Supreme Court 50 years ago, the media is also under the illusion that contradicting God-given rights can be voted in. That's not the way it works. Right is right, even if no one is right. And wrong is wrong, even if everybody is wrong. Our culture sees religion as an agent of oppression. The culture's buzzword is tolerance. We're supposed to accept whatever people want to do. Some Christians paint our Lord as the epitome of tolerance, patience, acceptance, love. Yet nowhere, nowhere do we find Christ tolerating evil. Christians may never tolerate evil. But some of them are willing to. It's their right, so they say. Christmas. Christ's birth, the Incarnation, changed how we look at everything human. Christ was human from the instant of his conception in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Human nature was taken up into God. Abortion denies every bit of that. Abortion says human life is not sacred, it's disposable. The Church categorically, then, condemns abortion. It's not the only, but certainly the primary right-to-life issue. We Catholics must pray, we must protest, we must vote our conscience. Human life, even one single insignificant human life, is of the highest value. Had Maria von Beethoven lived in our so-called pro-choice world of today, we don't know if the magnificent composer Ludwig von Beethoven would have even been born. When it comes to life, there is no choice or vote or legislation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. very first among these is life. And those are not church words. These are the words of our own country, the land we love, symbolized by Lady Liberty, and we Catholics must constantly remind this Grand Lady Liberty of those words, echoing the principles on which she was founded, until she, she finally gets it.